Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we take a look at popular film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Tyler. And I'm one of Charlize Theron's braids in this movie. I have no idea what was going on with that. I mean, I'm Alex. And I'm Britton. Uh, guys, I the movie we're talking about this week, I think, is really, um, really necessary right now uh, in our unprecedented times. Because I think that because a lot of people are staying at home, which they should be doing, of course, they're not seeing as many people, and a lot of people are probably going to forget that butts exist. And they're not going to remember what they looked like. Were butts just a thing they dreamed? Well, never worry. Fate of the Furious is here for you. Watch the opening scene. This movie reminds you constantly that butts do exist. Um, and so I was just really thankful for this movie to remind us that, hey, guys, you know what? Butts are still out there. Don't worry. I've been Britain. Thanksgiving came seven months early. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> We're giving thanks to the butts in Fate of the Furious. <laughs> Mine was a veiled criticism. Was directed but... <laughs> by F. Gary Cray from 2017. It has a 67% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes yeah. and a 72% audience score. Interesting. Which is actually a bit of a step down from the last hmm. few movies, which is interesting. Hmm. Um, wonderful segue, I know. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, I bought it on eBay. <laughs> Helps you get around your apartment. Yeah, uh, doing lots of moving these days. Um, it, it actually has a treadmill so I can get exercise uh, oh, that's while nice. I'm on the segue. I, I just pictured you, like, your your upper torso <laughs> is steady, but you're just like, meh, 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 back and forth. <laughs> what are you doing? <sighs> Working my core. Core, yep, mm, got a... Abs, man. Uh, still sitting at a desk, I, I huh? No, man. Or the joke's over. I got nothing else. Um, <laughs> yeah, Fate of the Furious. It's a movie. Um, you guys, do, do, can I go for Do you guys want to go no, first? Please, Who go wants for to it. go first? All right, yeah. go first. The one thing I'll say before you go first is that I'm, this movie doesn't feel like it's from 2017. Like I've, I, I, I know it's, it's given that I haven't hadn't actually seen any of these movies before we we did them for the podcast mm-hmm. this movie feels from like it's from like a year maybe like two years ago max yeah feels weird that it's three years old yeah that is fair it's ahead of Thanks. its time in a way um yeah <laughs> given that the the newest one got pushed back by a year yeah it was ahead of That's its time true. um it should have come out in 2018 um <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in with my worst thing first, because um, I think it's the biggest uh, problem I have with the movie, and I I generally enjoyed a lot of the rest of it, and we'll get into all the fun details and fun nonsense this movie has for us. Um, but I think my worst thing is how this movie handles death mm. <laughs> as a as a concept. Um, oh, you you mean by making it non-existent? In a yeah, in a handful of ways. Um, because uh, I mean, I think the the biggest thing is that um, by the end of the movie, uh, Shaw's family <laughs> after he killed Han and uh, yeah. like is the brother of the guy who and and also like uh the Lucas is that his name Luke Luke Luke, Luke Evans is the actor Owen Oh that's that's Owen yes okay 
there, there, there's Lucas Black and there's Luke Owen. Luke, there, there's, <laughs> there's too many names. I'm done. Um, him uh, is responsible for the death of uh, Giselle, and like we kind of just roll with it. Um, and there, there's, there's fighting between uh, The Rock and Jason Statham, and oh boy, is there. Um, <laughs> but that's just sort of like a general, oh, these guys, you know, like once The Rock's, he's a, he's a, a cop, and he's a security guy, and, and he wants to uphold the law, and then Jason Statham's a criminal, and so they're like, oh no, we're nothing, I'm nothing like you, you know, I want to fight you, or whatever. And so there's there's this sort of frenemy relationship with them that's going on. That's a lot of fun, and we'll talk about it. Um, but there's never really a reconciliation of Jason Statham with the rest of the team, um, until the very end, at which point they're just like, yeah, you're family now. It's like, (laughs) well, he's also murdered multiple members or at least one member of the family. Um, and it's, I found that concerning. Um, and then also, um, and I could have just said this character as my worst thing. Uh, Elena, Mm. um, is in this movie and, not only is she used to introduce uh, Vin Diesel's son in a very strange, like, not... <laughs> I don't know if the timeline works at all, and I'm I'm just not really a, a huge fan of the way she is used as a plot point, especially because she dated him, and then he pushed her aside for Michelle Rodriguez when she came back, and now she... It, I found that all very problematic. Um, but then also they kill her off halfway through the movie. And for reasons that are not really necessary, and I think one of the biggest things, she had a relationship with uh, The Rock because, like, he is the one who hired her. Yeah. And, and they even reference that in the They movie. do. It's, <laughs> it's not even like, oh, we just kind of forgot he that. He talks they reference specifically. the fact that he jumped out of a building to yes. rescue her. <laughs> yeah. And then... Uh, she dies and he never has any sort of catharsis about it. He never, yeah. like, there's no, he does not even seem to know that it happened. Um, I don't like it. They just completely dismiss that. Um, yeah. And there's also the element of uh, Jason Statham getting quote unquote killed off two thirds of the way or so, maybe halfway through the movie and then coming back, which is like very, the, the execution of that is very uh, iffy and sort of just like, yeah, they pulled it off. It's it's a big twist. Don't worry about it. It's like, ah, oh, who could have seen that coming when you shot him um, from behind, like, 20 feet away, and yeah. that was the only time, only way we saw him get shot. Like, it, it, I don't know. That was, I felt, poorly explained and also very obvious that it was going to happen. <laughs> it was like the movie was like, you know, it's fine. He's coming back. Just just go with it. Um, but, yeah, I felt like there was a lot of that where they're kind of just not addressing anything um both in terms of using as using death as a fake out and in terms of killing characters for shock value and ignoring past history i I thought all of that was the core of my frustrations with this movie um in terms of things i didn't like um in terms of my best thing it's a four peat it's a four (laughs) peat for my man my man Dwayne. it's he's so good (laughs) he has this wonderful wonderful um monologue and i don't know i we should address real quick that i might mention things that don't exist in the theatrical version because i saw the extended version i was like that's for me i got it you know i've got to follow my fate um so that is the one i watched it's like 10 extra minutes i looked it up and as far as i'm aware it's it's just like a couple of extra jokes um 
and there's no fate but what the furious make for themselves that's correct uh, that's basically the the theme of this movie um it's about family the <laughs> and that's what's so powerful about it the the rock has a speech where he's he's standing in a field and he's he's screaming about how like he's like we gotta uh, take down their shooters we gotta fight we gotta want it um, you are the <laughs> the greatest villains out there or the greatest not villains um, soldiers like, greatest uh, warriors out there yeah and uh, we're gonna you know take them down and uh, and it's clear that it's like okay uh, this is setting up a joke for something but then they reveal that he's talking to his his daughter's soccer uh, team and it's it's just adorable and wonderful yeah and um, he's he's yelling at the government guy who's trying to recruit him for. Uh, stuff in the middle of this soccer game, like you gotta, you gotta uh, show some team spirit if you want me to join in on this. And so he makes the guy scream like "Go Dragons!" <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's delightful and very funny, and he has a great chemistry with uh, Jason Statham. I'm really mm-hmm. excited for Hobbs and Shaw just because I think that's going to be such like insane, dumb fun. Um, and like obviously, all their fight scenes look great because they are great at fighting. Um, and I just think throughout the entire movie, he's he's delightful and is continues to be my the, my bright spot in these movies that are pretty good anyway. Uh, so, yeah, I, I loved uh, that whole soccer scene. Like, I love when they do the haka, which I believe is what the dance is called. Yes, the Maori dance, mm-hmm. which is is so impressive. But then they, um, after they do that whole thing where they're, like, intimidating the team. The other team, like, all runs, and there's one little girl who goes, I'm going home, and then he just leaves. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so funny. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, again, he's just a ton of fun in this, and I like how they're able to choreograph his and Statham's. Like, they're so aware of, Statham is, I mean, he's 5'10", so he's not short. But compared to Dwayne Johnson, he is short. He, his is a lot more tactical, a lot of parkour and spinning and flipping and martial mm-hmm. arts. And Dwayne Johnson does a lot of like, I kicked you and kind of bucked at you and you flew across the room. <laughs> like, I picked you up and I tossed you. There's a lot of that. Uh, yes. Yeah, I hear you. My turn. Britain, you want to? Sure. Go? Um. So uh, you know. I can't I can't call the sexism for my worst thing because I feel like it's not as rampant yeah. in this. There's that yeah. one bit with the street race at the beginning, which I joked about, but it's even that's not as bad as it's been in other movies, so like good no. on you, Fate of the Furious. Um I don't know if I had I, I had also thought, Tyler, about what you said with the death thing, name especially with Elena, like there's no real reason for her to die unless like maybe Elsa Pataki was just like didn't want to do the movies anymore. <laughs> Um, Could be. I mean, yeah. Or or was it like I can't blame her. Yeah. If if this maybe she was like, okay, you're gonna have a plot device with with a, a kid. All right, you kill me off. I've seen how this goes. I saw Superman Returns. You can just kill me off. Well, especially, it's a shame because I feel like in the the previous movie, I, I talked about how I was so glad she didn't get fridged. Yes. So they fridged us. So they just fridged her in this one. <laughs> Yeah, but unless their other thought was like we she, we really she lived to get fridged another day. Yeah. Yes, fridge another and day. It's, <laughs> it's it's such a like. Oh my god, because that movie's cold. <laughs> There's ice in this movie. Um, the the it's it would have been such a more interesting dynamic if she had lived, and then yep. he's he's like, oh, this is the mother of my child. 
but it's it's just so it's almost like uh, gross that it like he just kind of swaps the kid to oh it's now it's i guess it's mine and michelle rodriguez's kid yeah. like now we're raising this kid it's just we've literally reintroduced this character and it doesn't really make sense when she got pregnant or like ha- like the timeline is very wonky i don't yes yeah, she says she found out right before he found out about letty so i guess it was that morning <laughs> i also again i still think in my head canon dom does not know know where babies come from so because he always has a look of confusion when she's like i found i was pregnant and she does this whole monologue and he has this look on his face like okay but but how (laughs) and then he picks up the baby he's just looking at him like i mean where did you come from discussed that does that is consistent when he finds out that Brian and Mia are having a child. <laughs> like the, uh, a, the logic carries. We've never <laughs> been told definitively the opposite. There's <laughs> also a moment in this movie where uh, Vin Diesel is. I think it's. Uh, well, we'll, talk, we'll get into why this is happening for plot reasons, but I think it's where um, they're meeting Jason Statham and they're introducing. They're like, Jason Statham is on your team now, and then yeah. um, they show his brother and like they connect that or they talk about that. And there's a moment where Vin Diesel like looks at Jason Statham and then looks at the screen that where they have his brother showing, and it's like <laughs> I swear it's the way it's played is like, oh, so they're brothers. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh. I'm picking this up. <laughs> yeah, I I think that um when Dom and or when Brian and Mia said they were pregnant, Dom was just like, but there's not a Sears for like thirty miles. Where did you get the? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Weird. There's a, the, is there a deleted scene in the extended edition, Tyler, where he's watching that movie Storks going, oh. <laughs> he's watching Boss Baby. Uh, and he's like, yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> I don't think this baby cares about family. I hate this baby. <laughs> now I just need a movie... Of of Henry Cavill and Vin Diesel just being perpetually confused and just learning about the world, and it'll be called Hero Cake. <laughs> Good. So if I, I need save people, it's it's pain and gain, but they're they're just they're just trying to get cake for saving people. <laughs> um. So I guess and it's it's still directed by Michael Bay. Yes, of course. Of course. Um. But I, uh, I, I would also, I, I had a problem that Christopher Hivju, Hivju did not do enough in this movie. He was good, but I was like, you cast Tormund Giants Bane. You have two giants in the yes. movie. Uh, yeah. Have him fight a giant. Yep. Um, but uh, I would say for a best thing, oh, actually, here's here's this is what my worst thing was going to be. I felt like we, funny enough, didn't get a lot of the team. Like, mm-hmm. we do see them a lot, but I, I felt like I didn't see Tej and Roman maybe as much as in the previous movies. And I know that because Dom went rogue, we have to spend a lot of time with Dom's story and, like, understanding why he made that decision and following that plan. And I, I, I get it. But I still felt like it was – there were so many characters and storylines in this one for these kind of movies. It felt a little stretched then, yeah. and I was like, oh, but I wanted to see more of Tej. I also must have said – under my breath or in my head, but Dom would never betray his family about 70 times in this movie, because I think that's what they wanted the audience to be doing. Yes. Dom went rogue, but, but he can't, he, he's Dom. 
And so for my best thing, maybe... Okay. That baby's really good in this movie. <laughs> it's a really cute baby, but like they they were whoever was in charge of making the baby react was very good at it because yeah. the baby like does like claps when they're clapping and like is like look I don't know there was really good baby wrangling I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't know because it's they, one they the, had in the, the uh, credits. Uh, no babies were harmed during the making of the film. <laughs> I should hope. What's the the Steven Spielberg quote about, oh, well, you know, you you direct a baby just like you direct an adult. You know, you just talk to <laughs> exactly. him. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I, I, here, here, I'll whittle that down. I'll pick the, the whole... You know, you direct a baby just as you would direct anyone. You have Jason Statham talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen. I don't know where you came from either, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I, I'm going to go with that whole fight scene where... Uh, uh, Jason Satham is carrying the baby and killing a bunch of people and actually being very charismatic and fun. I mm-hmm. This movie, I think, sets up the the Hobbs and Shaw not just as a crazy action movie but as a fun, as a funny buddy comedy because yes. we obviously know yeah. that Dwayne Johnson can do comedy, but this movie was like, oh, Jason Satham is not like hysterically funny, but he can handle comedy better than I thought he would. And uh, and I thought he was he was fun in this, and I really liked that scene. It reminded me of. John Woo's famous four-hour action movie Red Cliff, the in where in one of the opening one of the fights in the opening scene is a warrior battling with a spear and he has a baby in a um, uh, makeshift papoose on his chest, just like spinning around protecting the baby and, and killing soldiers. It's <laughs> awesome. So yeah, so there's that's mine. What Mission Impossible Two is missing. This is one of those those movies where there's so many things that I liked. It's hard to pick out like what's the thing that I ultimately liked most about it. It's like I don't know. It just it just works for me on a lot of levels. <clears throat> Alex, um, I'm, I'm going to take the Tyler approach. I'm going to start with my worst thing. Um, the film kind of took my reservations and concerns about the you know what I had talked about during the last episode, and it kind of just did them all. Sure. <laughs> um. I think the, I think the first half of the movie is generally very strong. Yes. Um, in terms of storytelling, I think the second half is very, very, very sloppy. Sure. Um, and I, I know I'm kind of stealing your worst thing, Tyler, but um, just listing off a couple of things. Um, yeah, they really only have one scene where where Jason Statham is kind of like arguing with the team and that's kind of his introductory scene and after that they're just like well i guess we got to work with him Uh, whatever the man killed han yeah that should be a thing um i don't even think han's name is mentioned i don't think so they just say we know what you did in and of itself yeah um it's okay guys justice is coming yeah it is is um Letty accepting Dom's son and just being cool with all of that, like yeah. I mean, at the she, end, she there's seemed no a little reconciliation iffy. moment. She's just kind of like smiling, of like, "We have a baby now." I, I took that as more of a reserved acceptance of like, "I don't know about this, but that's a cute baby." <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I don't. Know, I, um, I I think that Michelle Rodriguez put in more hesitance than the script did. I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yes. Well, I I think more of the problem is just they've 
they were so sloppy with with the the pseudo love triangle yeah. that mm-hmm. to then kind of make that the core plot element that's driving this movie is very very weird. Yeah, right. I don't know why they did that other than and we can make our main character go bad. Uh, what what have we set up that could possibly be a, an even mildly convincing reason for him to go bad? Well, that uh, was... Uh, I guess we'll go with this. I was trying to figure out, because I was okay, they, they've got someone hostage, or they're doing something, like, you know, something's going on where it's he, he feels like he has to betray them. Um, right. And I was trying to... Because I was thinking maybe it would be Vince's son, who I, Nate, whose name That's I, what I thought. cannot remember. That, I had considered that as well. Dominic? is Actually, yeah, I think he, they did name him Dominic after, mm-hmm. after Dom. Did. Um and so, and I was like, that's going to be kind of like a weak, like they haven't really talked about him since Fur- Fast and Furious, the the second one, second second movie titled yeah, Fast the and fourth Furious. Movie. It's not actually, it's this. No, that's. Movies have dumb five? titles. Is it? I thought it was the fourth one. No, five, because yeah, they go to Brazil five. and that's where they run into You're right. Him. You're right. Yes. Um, either way, they, they haven't mentioned him at all since then. And so I was like, oh, if they're going to like bring him back, it's going to be kind of weird. And I was like, is it going to be Brian and Mia's son? Cause that's going to be weird. Yeah. You know, I don't know exactly what they're going to do with this. Um, and then they introduce, oh, it's because, so let, let's break this down. <laughs> um, as I'm in the middle of my worst thing, let's break this. Well, this down. is, this is important. It's important to your worst thing, I think, because right. it explains why this is so weird. Um, right. the end of the fifth one, Dom and Elena are like together. They're just like, okay, I guess we're, or I, I don't know if they've established a series together, but at least like between the fifth and sixth one, it's like, all right, they're a thing now. Um, and then we, we see them sleeping together at the beginning of the sixth one. And then Dom finds out that Letty is back. And then we just sort of roll with that for like, there, there's no, point uh, basically I'm trying to think of when the next time she's really because she's seen in that movie um, and like at the end of that movie uh, yeah, when, Elena, when they kind of Elena up. shows up at their house at the end with the rock and she's like yeah I'm a cop I'm gonna go yeah. hang out with him and so then so um, yeah in the next one she's still working at the precinct she's in the with, opening and then she's gone from the movie correct I think so, yes. I don't think she... I think maybe The Rock mentions that she's going to watch his daughter when he goes to break his arm cast and kill a drone. That sounds right. Um, but I don't... Basically, the between the seventh and eighth one is when I... I don't know if the idea is that she had it in between the, the baby in between the seventh and eighth or in between the sixth and seventh. But Tyler, either way, the timeline is, the timeline is the least of my concerns with this. But I'm saying that it's it's real like it doesn't make a whole lot of sense that this would have happened and she wouldn't have mentioned it and that nobody would have noticed. Mm. Right. Uh, like there there's no hey, there's um, no room for this hey, to have happened. Hey, uh the rock, I've got to go on leave for a few months. Oh, what are you pregnant? Uh 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 <laughs> you shut up. <laughs> yeah, like it's I don't know. It's it's weird. Especially because she's been working with The Rock long enough to get a promotion at the end of... Or at the beginning of the seventh one. Right. I don't know. It's... <laughs> there's there's a lot of strange... I don't know when... I, th- I almost think the producers don't know how babies are made either. And they're just kind of like... <laughs> oh, yeah, she got pregnant and she had a baby. I don't know what... You, like, what do you want from me? She's... It's fine. <laughs> but... Okay. I, I think... If that had been like the one weird element of the movie, I would I think I could have lived with sure. it. I could have been like, okay, 
we just this is just a weird direction we decided to go with with the plot but that's just like that's the one thing and we're moving on okay but then they do weird things like what i had mentioned before and then luke evans shows up which throws into question once again the reality of people dying in these movies and it's like well, well he, he never died back when yeah. when wonder woman 84 yeah. doesn't do well or something yeah. <laughs> um well but they also like, were pretty open and, about him having been in a coma though right but the, yeah. it's still kind of the same question of like so so is his gal Gadot fine like uh, okay. yeah. yeah is she in a coma as well um yeah what about uh Gina Carano, she died the same way. What about her? Yeah. Well, she got a harpoon in her stomach, so I guess that's... Oh, that's right. That's right. Mildly different. Excuse me. Excuse me. Um, but Luke Evans shows up, and he's like, I'm a good guy now, I guess. And our our team doesn't even interact with him. Doesn't he just... Dis- I don't even remember where he went at the end. Like, he takes over the plane. I don't even remember how he escapes that. So they, I mean, they land the. They he, land. Yeah, the, yeah. the plane. Like he tells they just the, land the plane. Okay. He tells the pilot to land and then goes off to do whatever. Okay. Chat with Helen Mirren. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I, I mean, I don't. Oh I don't, yeah, I, I do apologize because I made it sound like because I, I didn't know. I thought Charlize Theron was a part of their family. Like I thought she was the next sibling they were going to have to fight. Guess I was wrong. In a way. I was, I know. I was seriously waiting for that reveal at the end, like when Jason Statham I was confronts as well. her on the plane. I was like, "Is there? What are we doing here?" <laughs> yeah, which would have been ridiculous, but I kind of would have loved it. Same, same. Um, and then she could have said, "I'm the author of all your pain," and then I would have been like, "Oh, oh no." Um, but then the last thing, just I was worried about how they were going to handle Brian, and then they just did exactly what I was afraid they were going to do. Just a token line of like, we can't call Brian. We pro- we pinky sweared we'd never call Brian again. Sure. That said, and they though, just don't call Brian. But that said, I don't know that you could have done it much better. Yeah, that. But also, given the particular problem in this movie, which was Dom is evil, they may have been like, yes. we don't want to put Brian through that. You know, like they need to I focus mean, I guess, on. But at the same time, I I would be like. If Mia and Brian ever caught wind of this, they would be so upset and they would be like, no, we should have helped with this. Like, the fact – I wouldn't have done this plot as the next movie after Paul Walker passes away. I don't – that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Um, And I know, like, we're caught in a difficult situation and they they do try and handle it at least a little bit. But I I didn't think it was – it wasn't handled very, very – smartly <laughs> i also don't know how else they would have done it unless they just never mentioned him yeah which would have been maybe doable if this movie was just like oh this is like a plot about i don't know some mafia drug dealer in europe sure. charlie steron sure. is the next sibling we must go fight the next sibling. <laughs> yeah you know something like that as opposed to yeah, yeah. So, that, that is fair is that this this plot did make them sort of like have to bring that up yeah, that's a good. Point. I did think it was nice that they had the setup of like, oh, um, Elena goes, oh, I, I think the father should name the son, and then at the end he yes. decides to to name the son Brian. Yes. I, I thought that was nice. There are a couple of tributes, like at the beginning when he's going to race that guy in Cuba, the guy who was in love with Dom. Um, he says, oh, like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. he he came all the way from Cuba to New York for him. That was, that was so funny when Dom's like, I don't want your car. We was like, no. Uh, 
the guy said, you have my car and you have my respect. And Dom goes, I don't want your car. Your respect is enough for me. And the guy had tears in his eyes. <laughs> he was like, I've just been blessed. <laughs> now, I'm, also, I'm assuming that after the credits rolled, they baptized the baby with, like, motor oil or something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but that is, yeah, isn't that a callback to the first one? Yeah, um, that he he's, he says, the, the I've got the trivia respect. open. He does something with the, the soda can ring. Um. To make a, oh, I didn't know that was a, a poor man's. T- he's 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 tweaking the engine of his car, and it's something that Brian taught him how to do. And he says, "Like, all right, Buster, let's see if this works." Which is apparently something that he like he used to call him Buster in the first movie, which of course we don't remember. Hmm. But I thought it was kind of cool. Like they had a couple of little references. Apparently, some of Paul Walker's characters' cars are in the car garage. Apparently, Scott Eastwood was close friends with Paul Walker in real life. Huh. Which, when I was at first, Which, like, why did you bring in a, just another white guy? Oh, okay, it's because we're friends <laughs> yeah. in real life. Okay, that's okay then. We'll, we'll get to Scott Eastwood. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I did. So, yeah. I do. I'm, I wanted to pull up this specific because I think there is a, a reference there while we're on this. Um, the Yeah, the beginning of the first one, Brian said something about um, if I win, I, I get the, the cash and the respect. I'm just yeah. pulling up the quote and trying to, and then there's a whole, there's a bit about like, oh yeah, you know, oh you you did you did win my respect or you know something like, there's something there. It's nice. That's a fun little opening scene. Yeah, as as clunky as this movie, similar to the last one, was with like, how do we handle the plot stuff in the wake of this, you know, characters or this actor's death? It's very good at like the emotional tribute, which is of course the more yeah. important one. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Alex, what's your best thing? You saw a more um, more worse thing, don't you? Or did you? No, no, no. That that was about it. Okay. It's just I thought you were you had more. Stuff. I found it surprisingly sloppy, sure. like compared to the last several, which you know ups and downs, but they were fairly tight in how they were constructed. This one just took a lot of shortcuts. Sure. And I and I wasn't quite sure why that was the case. I don't know if that this one was was a rushed production or or I'm not sure. It's, it's the same writer who's been on since at least Tokyo Drift. So. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, (laughs) huge problems with the story. I thought this movie was like the most entertaining of the bunch and all the action scenes were like the most amazing things I'd ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) My best thing is going to be all, all of the action scenes. Sure. When you, when you y'all were talking about like, Oh, the, like there's a really fun set pieces and whatnot in in the last couple of movies. I'm like, yeah, they do get crazy, but I'm waiting for it to get crazy. <laughs> and then this one goes insane. F. Gary Gray was like, oh, you want the good stuff. Basically, <laughs> yes. Basically, everything in New York is is my favorite, like, section of any movie ever. <laughs> and that prison riot is so great. It is a very yes. good action scene. Yes, I, I messaged both of you when we got to the prison riot scene. I'm like, prison riot, that is all. <laughs> and Alex normally – Tyler will – just peek behind the curtain – Tyler will usually message a little bit about how he's enjoying the movie. Alex usually is pretty thin-lipped, and I'm yes. I don't I don't know what I'm doing. But uh, so when Alex is messaging us, I was like, "Oh, this must get pretty good <laughs> if it's if it's yes. uh, opening up this oyster." This is the first one that has personally delivered on to me on, to, on in terms of you know we've got a relatively thin plot, but the action scenes are literally carrying this movie. Sure. And it worked. Like, all of that completely worked for me. Mm-hmm. Like, even... 
I think the the last set piece in the snow goes on way too long. Sure, but still, yeah. I think it's it's got a lot of variety to it, and it's just yeah. really fun. This one never loses its sense of fun, even though the plot is semi dark. Yeah. Um. But yeah, even even though I have like a lot of shortcomings with with, with the plot. I thought this movie was awesome. <laughs> yeah, it, it and, and it's a, such a nice job of varying its action sequences. It's not repetitive. Yeah. Um, the prison ride is totally different from all the stuff in New York, which is different from all the stuff in the ice, which is different from the soccer game. I mean, it's just... <laughs> right. Yeah, sure. Um, more like fun well, Gary I, I Gray, just, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's what it stands for. We now know. We have the answer. Um I, I don't know where I'll end up grading this. I think this is my second favorite of the series. I was sure, which is which is weird given my normal criteria for judging movies. This is the one that seems to have broken that ceiling in terms of like, oh, he gets it. He likes <laughs> a dumb action movie. <laughs> but yeah, I, I had I shortcomings aside, I had a wonderful time with this movie. Um, I, I liked it a lot better than. Not a lot better, but I liked it better than at least the past couple of movies. I think five is the only one that I've I've liked more. I really, really like the scene where Dom it's at the end and there's this huge explosion and Dom can't get away, so he's on the ice and he just holds up his arm to protect him. Yeah. But then (laughs) all of the cars (laughs) surround him like he's a baby elephant. Yeah, and and they're protecting him from predators is so good, and I like that Tyrese got a moment to actually like, not just be a jokey guy and deliver on some pretty cool action when he <laughs> he kills three people with a with a car door. Well, no, he kills one guy with a car door, takes his gun, and then yes. shoots the three guys. Yes. Oh, so that great! That entire set piece of him going into the water and they're having to try and pull him. Yeah, out. that was and awesome. Then- he he grabs the car doors, the shield, like all of that stuff was just really inventive. Yeah. Once again, we're throwing physics completely out the window, but it was great. It's yeah. the kind of movie physics where it's like the Jurassic Park science. It's totally yeah implausible, but it works well enough that I can accept it in the confines of this movie. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and and it, um, it sells it confidently. And it's just kind of weird because I, I feel like the movie started to correct some of my issues that I had with other movies. But then, of course, it has all yep. these these other story issues. Like, I thought Letty was a lot better in this one than she mm-hmm. was in the past couple. And maybe that's just because that opening sequence in Cuba allows her to be kind of snarky and have a mm, little yeah. bit more personality than, Dom, I love you, but I can't remember anything, man. Yeah, well, and, and I think that's, that's the kicker right there is that her drama in this was more interesting than Amnesia. Yeah. How did you guys? Um, how did you guys feel about the? I feel like this movie did a nice job, or maybe it's just the the way the actors played it of the stakes of the team having to go up against Dom. I thought the movie did a pretty good job with that, even if the plotting mm-hmm. itself was a bit messy. I think that just all the moments where the the team and Dom were, were confronting each other, and the team was like, I just remember these shots of like Ludacris and his face, and everybody like, is this happening? What are we supposed to do with this? I thought all of that yeah. like. There is a, a moment, uh, or so I knew going into this that the, that that was going to be a part of the plot. Is oh, Dom goes evil. Um, mm-hmm. What I had not anticipated, I just hadn't made this connection, is that there's a moment where somebody specifically says he just went rogue, and yeah. I smiled. <laughs> I just I was like, 
Yes. Thank you. <laughs> I needed that. <laughs> That's not a serious uh, addition to your serious discussion, but I just needed to put that out there. Tyler's uh, revision to the film title is uh, Fate of the Rogue Nation. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and I, I, I got so I, – I, my grinning moment was when after he does his first mission for Cypher, by the way, which is sure. Charlize Theron's character's name, Cypher. It's, it's, it's a choice. I'll, it's I'll, I'll so give it good. that. <laughs> um, but there is – he gets out of the car and he's wearing a black tank top to show that he's evil now. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, wish I wish they had gone the full way and given him like a big goatee like evil Spock. <laughs> oh no, <Or> Guy Fieri. <laughs> <laughs> now he's evil Dom. That's Dom Dom like became his uh his heartless or something. It's so funny. I do, I do want to ask this question in terms of pacing and doling out information to the audience. It's very clear to us early on that Dom is being blackmailed into going bad. Mm-hmm. How w- would y'all have felt if, for some reason, Dom maybe he's not in the opening, or or like we have some some scene where he just kind of exits the picture for some reason, and then like end of thir- or first act, he shows up and he's wearing like that full um, uniform with the with the mask that he's wearing when oh he the de- the death stroke guy when he's being and that's the reveal that like oh Vin Diesel's or Dom's gone bad that would have been cool. Yeah, because I'd have been like, because my, my first thought would have been, why Slade Wilson here? Are we crossing over? What's going on? <laughs> but it's actually does Vin he Diesel. show up much in the second act? Like I know we see a lot of him talking to Charlie, but I'm saying like with the the team, does he show up a lot? Not really, because there's just the ones. I mean, I guess it's the Elena stuff. That's kind of what constitutes yeah. a lot of that time. Um, no, it's really just like him and Charlie go to the good guy base and are just like, Oh, Hey, God's eye. Let's take that back. <laughs> yeah. Which I love that they bring back God's eye. Mm-hmm. Sure. In so many of these franchises, just like every bond movie, they have like this, this, this MacGuffin. That's just like this end of the world device. And then it's like completely disregarded. Yeah. And I love that they bring that back. Yeah. That's, and I love that. That's, that's Roman. That's one first... of the areas where it's like, no, we remember the, the past movies. We're not yeah. just going to completely throw that under the rug. That's Roman's first, uh, thought is he just immediately is like, well, let's use that. Why? What's the problem? You know, yeah. we'll find him. Um, also, Kurt Russell comes mm. back. Oh God, thank I you. was not expecting, and he's still so good. He's so Does much he fun. Get guys, shot again? No, no, he doesn't. He, okay, he, mostly what he does in this one is exposit. Like he doesn't yeah. get to play as much, right? But but he is so much fun always. I do wish uh, watching this movie, I had the thought. I wish they didn't slick his hair back. He has great hair. Let it fly. Sure. <laughs> um, I was going, give him an eye patch. Yeah. Just make, this, make, this, make, make the escape movies a part of this universe, even though that wouldn't make any sense. Just do it. That would and be make, you know, what if he was a planet? Just do that. <laughs> um, I also, when we said her name was Cypher, I was, th- I was trying to think of another movie character with the name Cypher, and then I realized who I was thinking of. That is Will Smith's character in After Earth, Cypher Rage. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to go with uh, Joe Pantaliano from uh, The Matrix. No, I, well, mm. originally I was thinking of Cypher from Final Fantasy VIII, but then I went, no, who am I thinking of? Cypher Rage from After Earth. You know, Earth. at a certain point you go, maybe Cypher's a dumb name. Let's find something <laughs> else. But I feel like, okay, let, let, let's go ahead and just put the tiger on the table and yell at it. 
What did you guys think of Charlize? And I, I know, what? I know. <laughs> what did you guys think of Charlize uh, as Cipher? I thought she did a very good job of being intimidating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's it's kind of it's a different type of villain from what I would normally expect from these movies or want from these movies. Because what I I would think of is it was more of a Jason Statham where they've still got some charisma and they're they're a little bit jokey or yeah. quippy. Mm-hmm. She's not really quippy. She's just like really mean. Yeah. But she's and yeah, I I I think there's like there's something very very simplistic about that that I I appreciated and I don't know if she's able to make it her own instead of just being one of the you know throwaway bad guys yeah. from the earlier movies. Yeah, I, I think that a lesser actor would have been so boring and the whole like oh they're fighting a hack or whatever. But she's obviously right. a very good actor. But I think she she had the pitch of this just right, where she was just melodramatic enough, mm-hmm. and she was just, like, pulpy. Not cartoonish, but pulpy enough to be, like... Yeah. And so the few times where she did have to yell, it, but it it made sense emotionally, because, again, yeah. she's, like, a genuinely good actor. Um, I, I, I definitely... At first, I was like, eh, okay, but I really warmed to her, compared to when Vin Diesel yells in this movie, and it always felt like he went, <laughs> this is the part where I'm yelling! Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I, I, I actually kind of like those those bits. I liked when yeah. he he kind of freaked out because I, I don't know. I at a certain point it is, it does kind of seem like of shouting is drama, right? <laughs> um, but then again, I, I feel like Vin, like Dom is such a reserved character most of the time. Sure. But when he does that, I I find it to be very effective. It um, is. I was just thinking about the, in terms of like just the. This is such like an actor the delivery thing. itself. Yeah, and it's like an actor thing about like. If you're going to change that tone, making it seem authentic and not just like, and now I'm yelling. Right. It's no. kind of a tricky needle to thread. Because um, obviously, and I think this I, is really cool that Charlize Theron, you know, obviously after doing uh, Mad Max Fury Road, like her career had this complete change where now she was like a movie action star, which is awesome that yeah. a woman in her, I believe, 40s, like suddenly Sounds had right. this 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 type of, which is great, you know. Like doing Atomic Blonde and and, and doing mm. this, um, and yeah, I, I I would have liked. I think also would have been a cool take if she was like playing this just totally nutso, just really out there. But I yeah. liked the that she was relying on her her cold calculating muscles because uh, she's she's good at it. I also was really happy that this movie didn't like they didn't have the. I don't correct me if I'm wrong, but they don't have people talking about her being really sexy or anything, do they? Or does Roman say something? No, not really. Don't think so. Okay, because obviously Charlize Theron like is is widely known for her looks, and I was I was happy that they don't have, I don't know that that she wasn't like a sexualized villain. <laughs> you know, they were just like, like here a, she is, like a femme fatale or anything like that. It was just like, right, exactly. No, no, she's she's a woman. That she's a hacker. Said, she's doing hacking evil stuff. Yeah. That being said, they give her a terrible haircut. Sure, so that probably helps. <laughs> Well, and like the one bit it's with a her, choice. with her making out with uh, Vin Diesel, that was like clearly Cipher using that to to uh, uh, get at Letty, yeah, yeah, and to like intimidate her, um, which I thought was 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 pretty good. Yeah, Helen, at least they're on place intense. Very, she does. Very well. mm-hmm. She definitely does. That cider house. Like, there were rules. some scenes like. The scene where where she hands Dom the gun and is like, "Oh, go ahead and take it," and I'm like, "I've seen this this scene before. This is what are we yeah. doing here? Come on, let's move on." Yeah. And then she goes into her little monologue of like, 
Do you know how many men would come into this room and shoot you? Do you know how many bullets they have? Do you know just one of those would have to hit your son to kill him? And, like, she's <laughs> she's getting very thrilled yeah. with it. I'm like, I, I'm I, sitting here on my couch in my apartment, and I'm kind of terrified. I did not expect them to, to have her threaten child murder. I really thought yeah, that it was going to be like, oh, she's threatening Elena. And, like, oh, it's kind <laughs> of, uh, you know, rap, maybe there's a vague threat about the kid. I don't know. But, no, she just says, I'm going like, to shoot, shoot a baby. <laughs> well, shoot me, I'll this- shoot him. The moment where they have, um, I can't remember his name, Connor something, uh, uh, Tormund. When Tormund does shoot mm. Elena. It is Connor, I think. Okay, it's Connor, okay. Um, Charlize Theron has this reaction to it where like her eyes kind of flutter closed and it's almost like a, this weird, it's almost like pleasure. It's it's not like that stupid thing action movies do where the, the, the villains are like, getting off on it it's not that but she has this like uh Fomka johnson from uh <laughs> that, was, I that was cartoonish enough to be fun had to do those movies um continue i do not but what i what i i think worked I don't, she had a i like that she had a reaction to it and and i, I don't i don't know what i'm saying but i i like the way she played that it's hard to describe yeah. what her face was doing but i, I thought it was good yeah, um, I I do like they try to have a general discussion of sort of philosophy and have something going on between her and Vin Diesel in terms of it's not just she's telling him what to do and then she tells him, yeah. oh yeah, I'm going to shoot your son. And then he's like, oh no, I guess I got to do what you're saying. There's more of an actual... Um, attempt at building some sort of philosophy battle it doesn't it kind of bothered me because um talking about the second half of the movie um there's a bit early on that i do quite like where she's talking about the fact that he let the the guy go whatever his name is who is at the beginning of the movie in the fight in the not the fight the racing scene um Mm -hmm. uh, she's saying oh you know why did you let him have his car back or whatever. You should have taken it or something along those lines. Somehow that comes up. Um, And he says, no, I was trying to change him. You know, I could have taken the car, but because I let him keep it, now he has respect for me and he might change because of this. And I thought that was going to come into play in some fashion at the end. Um, But at the end, he's kind of just like, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah, I, uh, so that kind of I, I, I think it's it's enough that that just comes into play that he that guy does end up coming to his aid. True, and even True. like the couple guys that were in four and five show yeah. up mm-hmm. to help him as well briefly, which was a fun cameo. Yeah, it's either Leo um, and because Santos this time I recognized them Santos. when they showed up. Yeah. It's Leo and Santos. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and and I like that she was playing mind games with him. Like you said, she was talking about philosophies and the whole thing about. The most important thing in your life isn't family. It's the ten seconds between start and finish. You know that's mm-hmm. right. Which she's she's challenging him. She's not. It, it's not just a bunch of do what I say or I'll kill your baby. It's like no, you also want to do this. Like this actually yeah. fits you better. And she's she's trying to fool him and manipulate him in a way that was more interesting to watch. Yes, I I, I liked all of that stuff. I don't think at any point I bought that Dom was actually like, oh, I'm starting to believe her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Which Dom would never would betray his family. Interesting. Which is which is fine. I mean, it's... It's uh, fine, but like... Well, 
it's fine in the sense that he's supposed to be they're they're more and more establishing him as this paragon of family and honor um or respect i guess and so it's fine in the sense that you can have a superman villain be like oh you're no you're not really a good uh, guy, you're trying to take power over us. You're, you know, you're lording over us and pretending you're to be living righteous. in a dream world. That you think you can get away with not <laughs> you're killing living anyone? In... <laughs> yes, that. Um, but in, <laughs> and then because he's Superman, he can be like, actually, you're wrong because I'm awesome and I love people and I'm going to try and continue to help them. Um, right. And so they're, I think that's the angle they're going with. But again, they don't really. There's no payoff for that. There's no. Final. I, I no. I think the payoff should have been he was a he should be the one that was able to turn Jason Statham and get him fully to join them and yeah. be a good guy, which he sort of does. But there's he no. Sort of does. And I I thought they were going somewhere with the fact that Jason Statham's character redeems himself by saving Dom's child. I thought that was supposed to. Thinking about the movie and thinking about kind of what they're supposed to be doing with Jason Statham's character, I was like, oh, that's like his redemption. Like, And they have like a throwaway line at the end where he's talking to, yeah. to Dom about it. So it's like, well, it seems like they were thinking about it at some point while writing the script. But it, once again, like, I, I think you're right. I, I think this movie needs to be more about the effect that Dom has on people, even adversaries, and the fact that he's able to get – like, that's the reason he ends up winning the day. Yeah. And because I guess of it family. kind of is superficially, but yes. I don't feel any of that. I don't think – I don't find any of that thematically resonant. At no point do they also explain how he faked Jason Statham's death, unless I just completely missed this. I um, don't think so. And do they I, explain how he contacted Helen Mirren? How who like, contacted Yeah, I don't know. Like, I know Vin we Diesel. see – Yeah, like well, how he, he um, knew how he knew to contact her. He goes her. in and he, he's able to uh, – like that's the scene where he's like, "Oh, I need to fix my no, car." No, no, no. Yes, I'm, I'm, I, I am, yeah, I'm aware I... of how he met her. I'm saying, how okay. did he find out about her? Yeah. Right. So you're saying that <laughs> that uh, uh, Vin Diesel read the script. And he's like, "Oh, this is the third act." Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. it's a cool scene. I like that a lot. Where the van, the guys hide in the van, and he's making sure Vin Diesel can't be seen on any cameras that are nearby because they've hatched in all the cameras of God's eye. And he's, he's although it makes you off. wonder how he was able to get into contact with that guy in the first place. And that's my question. And is also, that... where's Hector? I feel like Hector. Hector's probably living closer to where you are. Which, yeah, sure. Um, again, gets back to what you're saying about if he just disappeared for the second act, we can hand wave all that, and we can yeah, have exactly. him show up, and then he's showing up for this big New York battle scene. They're like, "Oh my gosh, he's evil! Build, What's happening?" And then you learn. You build in a plot device that Charlie Theron is literally tracking every movement he makes. Yeah, eh, we yeah. got a problem. Uh, but but if we if we introduced him and it's like, oh, he's evil, but then we learn, oh wait, he has a plan. Right. Um, like maybe he he says something to one of the guys as they're trying to get away, or I don't know something. Um, I don't know. You could have done something with that. They don't. <laughs> they just have him be like, "Ah, oh, yes, I know that Helen Mirren is their mother, and uh, she has a very strange Irish accent." Well, no, on. she's doing a Jason, she's doing the Jason Satham accent. Yeah. Fair enough. I think I, it's I, fun, I, but I think she should have been in way more of the yeah. movie. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think she is in the future ones. The McElroy brothers, when they saw Hobbs and Shaw, uh, Justin <laughs> said something like, and then Helen Mirren showed up, and I looked at everyone else in the theater and said, and you thought I was seeing a dumb, dumb movie. That's uh, <laughs> Helen Mirren, sir. This is a classy film. That's pretty good. Apparently Just she... like Red and Red 2. Apparently she had been, classy. like, 
wanting to be in these movies. She had said that like she's a big fan, and huh. she was like, "I would love to be in them because you don't have to do anything." She's like, "You don't have to." <laughs> she was like, "You don't have to act at all." Like, I would love to do that. Well, that's very fun. That's that's a backhanded compliment if I ever heard one. I want to be in your film. I don't. I can be as lazy as I want. <laughs> and yet, I found her quite entertaining. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then. Uh, she shows up in the ambulance after Dom shoots Jason Statham and Jason Statham is fine and she gives him like a shot and he wakes up. It's like yeah. they tried to do the thing where, the, you know, the it's a common sort of trope where you you have something, maybe it's a poison or something like that, that uh, stops someone's heart and so they, everyone thinks oh, they're sure. dead and then they can ship him off and it's like, oh no, they're fine. Um, but he shot him. <laughs> so I yeah. don't, I guess he has a dart gun. I don't know. I don't. Or bulletproof vest or said, something. The scene before that, when they're all got the hooks on yes. Dom's car and they're trying to keep him in place. It's great. Everything in New York is awesome. <laughs> there, There's just a scene of just like, oh, it's just like a normal New York street. And then you see all of the remote controlled cars just kind of spinning out of control, rounding a corner. I'm like, I am here for this. And then a bunch of cars <laughs> rain been, out of a building. I have been shown the light. <laughs> I was so happy with that entire sequence. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's great because... It's, it's, it's like Michael... It, it's it's the embodiment of Michael Keaton yelling, Let's get nuts in Batman 1989. <laughs> yeah, uh, I love that these movies Let's just keep... Let's get nuts! They keep putting Vin Diesel in very strange situations with uh, cars that are just the most absurd there's no way you could do anything with this with with yeah. the, the, the hand you have been dealt and he just is like i'm gonna do it and then he just does it <laughs> and he and this one he smashes over who does he knock over first is it uh roman i think maybe roman he, yeah he rams into him and, and yeah. somehow gets him to, to flip his car and then he uh, pulls the door off of dwayne johnson's car and he smashes i think maybe letty and um Tedge together or something like that. Like he does all these crazy things, and it's just it. It is a genuinely like good scene too. Like yeah. it's a it's an insane premise. It's intense, <laughs> but it's a really good, really well shot action scene. It's amazing how none of these characters die, and when they do die, they come back. Yes, and I'm like, I am, I am in for this. Like yes. I, I'm, I am in the middle of this scene. Yes. We also didn't address how at the beginning of the movie, Dom's car is literally just on fire. And he's just like, <laughs> yeah. oh, fire. Oh, man. Okay, well, I guess it's I'm okay. just... He drove in reverse. It's fine. And then he drives in reverse. <laughs> and it ex- his car just turns into a rocket and he rolls out and it explodes in midair and everyone cheers. It's so good. It's not even his car. It's his poor, his poor uh, cousin's it's his car. his cousin's car. Yeah. And he's just horribly blown up. And he's like, oh, you can have my car. It's fine. I was also really relieved that this movie – I thought it was going to do one more fake out about Dom. Oh, Dom's alive. But they yeah. didn't. He was – we I, all – Yeah, I was – I thought that was going to happen too. Yeah, and I was like, this is the th- – guys, come on. But they didn't do it. It was great. Do we want to address Scott Eastwood? I was just thinking that. Um, I do yeah. want to say first things first because I know Co-star that – Co-star of the hit film Suicide Squad, Scott Eastwood. Who is he in Suicide Squad? Yeah. He's a soldier guy. Really? Is he with... Huh. 
Who's he, the like, other soldier guy? Or like yeah, he's the guy. other guy who's just standing off to the side next to Rick Flag and some of the <laughs> the wide shots. Wait, cool. throughout the movie or just at yes. the beginning of the movie? Yeah, no, no, he's he's with them through the whole. I think he ends up going really? scuba diving with uh, Killer Croc at the end. I could be wrong. Fascinating. Wow. I genuinely did not notice him in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It is. No, the, I mean that's what happens when you give the the man only two lines of dialogue. Sure, sure. Um, <laughs> well, two and when here. you're, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say two two positive thoughts here. Um, <laughs> sure. One, I think he's a lot of fun in this movie as a bouncing sort of like a backboard sounding board for uh, the other characters to make fun of him. <laughs> yes. No, that's um, that's why I think he works at like instead of just trying to replace Brian and be like, we've got another token white guy. Yeah. And he's cool, they, and he knows what's up. They constantly are making fun of him, and that's why it works. The the captions after they joke that he is little nobody because uh, Kurt Russell yes. is Mister Nobody. The captions just start Which, attributing him as little nobody. Question about that? Well, that's that's great. Yes. Um. Oh, hey, on the Rotten Tomatoes page, it has him listed as little nobody. <laughs> I think there's that's not, his credit. Okay, yeah. there's not another name. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. good. Um. Was Kurt Russell referred to as Mr. Nobody in the last movie? Oh, Did yeah. I just miss yes. that? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that I, was I guess I was just like, oh, it's Kurt Russell. This is great. <laughs> um, so I thought that was a lot of fun. There's a lot of jokes at his expense. And, and he does, I think, a, a solid job of just kind of rolling with them and being like, guys. Um, and I, I like that he – I like when he uh, is like, all right, you guys, you can have all the cars. I don't, take the tank. Yeah. I don't, let's do it. Yeah, I like that um, part too. At the end of the movie. Kurt Russell's just like, now you're getting it, yeah. son. Um, I love that Dwayne Johnson just like, again, picks him up and I think throws him. He may just smash him against a wall and drop him. He does, um, yeah. And like, but he's literally like, holding like, him horizontally against yeah, the exactly. wall <laughs> above Dwayne Johnson's head. And Kurt oh, Russell great. is just messing with – uh, Dwayne and just be like, oh, you come on, put the guy down. He's new. He doesn't know. like it's. Oh, it's very fun. Um, I do also. I just as a a, a meta side note, um, I like that we have seen. Uh, I'm not. The, he is he is Clint Eastwood's son, correct? I'm not. I'm not making this up. Yes, that's um, correct. The, it's it's pretty neat that we have done this franchise where he is an adult man in a in a role. Um, when we've also done the uh, Man with No Name oh, trilogy, yeah, um, yes. and and I've seen Clint Eastwood at probably about the same age, maybe a little bit older, um, doing a doing oh wow a role as well. And so it's I don't know. I just thought that was neat to be like oh wow we've we've covered a wide variety here, <laughs> like, and and both playing unnamed characters. Mm-hmm. True. Scott, uh, Scott Eastwood was also in Fury. Sure, the tank. I movie. believe you. Um, but guys, he's been, he's been in a lot of stuff. He was in The Longest Ride. He was in Mercury Plains, Snowden. Guys, coming up, he's going to be in a movie called Cash Truck. <laughs> Is he the Cash Truck? I was going to say the, the, the sequel to Monster Trucks, right? Yeah. Oh, no, even better, guys. This is a uh, Guy Ritchie joint. Ooh. The plot follows H, a cold and mysterious character working at a cash truck company responsible for moving a lot of money around L.A. each week. Oh, yeah. Who else is in this movie? Jason Statham, Josh Hartnett, and that's so it. So okay, the cool. sequel to King Arthur Legend of the Sword. Got it. Which Basically. is the sequel to... No, did Guy Ritchie do that Robin Hood movie? Am I making that up? Is that someone else? No, that was someone else. 
Which in, which terrible Robin Hood reboot are you talking about? I think I'm the, confusing it the with the all the Taron terrible Egerton King Arthur one. reboots, but um, yeah. you're talking about the, the Taron Egerton one. Yes, I'm waiting for a versus crossover movie between King Arthur and Robin sure. Hood. That's all I'm saying. We're gonna do the we're gonna do those characters at some point on this show. I believe at some you. point. No, we've talked about it. <laughs> we're talking about doing the King Arthur. No, we we have talked about at some point doing King Arthur movies and Robin Hood movies. That is correct. Not I think all be of fun. them. No, no, no. Like the the, the, the heavy hitters, the major ones, yes. yes. So another quick question. I'm seeing on the cast list for this one, I'm seeing Lucas Black. Is he in this movie and I just completely missed him, or is this an error on Rotten Tomatoes? I think mm, it must it be an error, error on Rotten Tomatoes. Because I didn't see him either. Okay, well, Rotten Tomatoes is broken and we can never trust it again. I believe there he is supposed to come back for F9, correct? Isn't that yeah. like... I think he's in the trailer, yeah. Part, maybe part okay. of the crew. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm on the eighth movie. Oh, that's weird. Anyways. Guys, I forgot to tell you, I have reviving powers, and Han's here. <laughs> what about Giselle? No. Oh, I don't, I don't think only, that was proper to touch a woman like that. If you fall out of an airplane, <laughs> I can't help you. See, <laughs> so to do it, you have to touch their heart, and, well, her heart's kind of... <laughs> okay, Sean. Okay. J- JK, he is not a child. He is a very grown adult man. We have not addressed uh, the f- the submarine at all. There is a submarine in this movie. <laughs> this movie ends up being about like nuclear weapons. I thought that was great. Uh, Scott also, does call them nuclear. Also, EMP, I don't think there's an explanation unless I missed there, it. I don't believe there is. We just got an EMP. It's part of the, part of the thing now. I, I I respect it. <laughs> so, I was a, a, maybe maybe this is me not paying as much attention because I was just enjoying the set pieces so much. Maybe this is the, the sloppy second half of this mm-hmm. movie. Probably. What did Charlize Theron wanted want to do with the missiles? She wanted to threaten other countries and be like, "If you're gonna be bad, I'm gonna blow you up with a nuke." Okay. I was a little unclear about what her overall goal was and like what her, what was her mission statement basically. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I was a little bit lost on that and I thought it was mostly just like eh, Charlize Theron's the bad guy and she's super intense. <laughs> just get on with it. There's there's one she she does have a scene where she exposits a little bit. And maybe this is from the extended cut, I don't know. Um but that would uh, be great. <laughs> she she's basically just like I'm going to use this to like hold other countries hostage and be like justice and stuff justice is coming <laughs> um, it's yeah. gonna be a dawn of justice <laughs> it's gonna be justice <laughs> it's gonna be venom too let there be justice they would oh that would be the franchise to cross over with these for no like when they decide Ooh, they're yeah. just doing superheroes now that would be the one to just be oh Oh, Tom like, Hardy's I, here. He has the I'd Venom symbiote. I'd already be happy with Tom Hardy and Woody Harrelson showing up in these movies, but with symbiotes, yeah. now we're talking. <laughs> and red poofy wigs, um, which I'm told has been toned down in Venom 2, and I'm like, what are you? Oh, why? No. What's... Lean in. Respect your decisions and stick with them. <laughs> it was a choice. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a submarine, and uh, it's fun. Uh, there's like a, a hack war 
over it's trying to take insane. it over. Once again, <laughs> let's get nuts. Uh, they 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 shoot some missiles, and then towards the end of the set piece, they're just like, "What if we just brought the sub up and just like did things?" <laughs> and then it just starts like. There's a great uh, like harrowing bit where Letty and I think maybe she's with Natalie Emmanuel, uh, maybe somebody else. Randy. Um, but they're they're trying to. Is there another character who shows up in the end of this movie that I'm missing? I don't know. No, it's the two of them together because back when they were at the facility, Letty is protecting Ramsey while she's trying to hack in and stop the the sub from being taken. Yes, and so they're yeah yeah, yeah. and so they're driving and they get caught up in like the the ice wake of this yeah, sub right. um, and are trying to escape and. I think Ramsey's like, we're going to be okay, right? And Letty's like, yeah, we're going to be fine. And they're, they're trying. It's it's great. It's a lot of fun. And they smash out of it, and it's, like, triumphant. Um, the Rock grabs a missile. He re- Well, he redirects a missile. <laughs> he nudges it. He does grab. Like, he just is like, whoop. <laughs> he palms get it, it over that way. <laughs> and then he blows up a car with it, and it's great. Yeah, um, that was awesome. Remind me again, how does Vin Diesel blow up... Oh, that's right. There's a heat seeker missile yeah. that he yes. he out drives a heat seeker missile. <laughs> yes, and he like launches he over the submarine. the submarine. Yeah. yeah. Yes. It's very good. <laughs> yes. Stealing DVDs, man. <laughs> I, I, I am very happy that we've finally gotten to this point, and yeah. Like I, I, based on the trailer for the ninth film, it looks like it gets crazy. Hobbs and Shaw looks like it gets mm. crazy. I want to just stay here. Yes, yeah. I want to Same. stay in in let's get nuts mode. Okay. Yes, and I'm very happy that it took us a while to get here as well. I'm glad that it uh, it was a slow build and that right. it wasn't just immediately. Oh, this is insane! It was like I'm glad we didn't just hit up the five movies. Yep, we're done now. It's now it's big explosions all the time and it's insane. Because like we've 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 established the lore, we've <laughs> we've we've built to this. We've laid the groundwork. We we drove off of skyscrapers onto other skyscrapers, and we uh, threw a big safe around and <laughs> broke some stuff. And uh, and then finally we get to yeah we haven't even really talked about the um, the parking deck scene where all the uh, the cars just go hurtling off the side and it's horrifying and amazing yes once again everything in new york is the most amazing yes. thing ever there's a terrifying scene where the cars just look like zombies <laughs> they're just coming yeah. around oh, yeah. the corner and they're all like flipping over each other i'm like what <laughs> it's it's like they watched world war z and all the the zombies climbing onto <laughs> each other and they're like what if we did that with cars yeah and just yeah the fact that it's just like it's this one like limousine carrying the, this Russian ambassador mm. or whatever he is, he has nuclear launch codes for some reason. But we're just kind of I think Russian mis- minister is what they. I think it was a defense. I don't know why yeah. he, he would have them in the U.S. But it is he still is. has nuclear launch codes in America. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> but the, they're just showing like all the cars around him getting toppled mm-hmm. by <laughs> these other cars, and then like he's just stuck in the middle, trapped. Yep. Blunt but effective is yeah. all I'll say. <laughs> I love that That's because the name of the game. They they mention at the beginning of that scene, they're like, "All right, we have to take over uh, every car um, that has uh, some sort of radio, yeah, or, uh, or automatic um, 
power like something where it can drive on its own basically um, we have to take over every car with like a computer um, and they say there's I think a thousand or a couple thousand in the area and then I feel like by the end of that they just gave up and they were like they could do it to every car they could just, <laughs> just every car I'm pretty sure I saw a van from like 1998 that they were just like let's just do that we can, we can do that you know, at a certain point, they get pushed by the other cars that can actually yeah, be remote control. Yeah. There's some bicycles in there. <laughs> some skateboards. <laughs> some submarines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have a whole lot more to say. I, I like this. This movie was was a ton of fun, despite. Yeah. The second half having very yeah. questionable story choices, but I do want to re up uh, the appreciation for Jason Statham's fight scene at the end, yes, um, where he's yeah. he's beating people up with the baby. It's a it's a really good contrast to the submarine chase. Yes, um, and also, I mean, it's it's sort of you're pretty sure they're not going to kill a baby, but like, yeah, it, it's still effective. I mean, you're still, you know, there are stakes. You want them to get out of this. Yeah. This um, tension, yeah. And, and the setup of, of giving the baby headphones and it's playing, uh, yeah. Alvin and the chipmunks. Uh, Alvin and the chipmunks. Yeah. Uh, and Jason Statham is constantly reassuring the baby and like talking to him being like, Hey, uh, you know, are you, you doing okay? You, I told can't you this is going to be Statham fun, accent, but, um, yeah, it's it's delightful, and th- there's one point where <laughs> the guy tries to like shoot, and he's like, "You were gonna shoot a baby!" <laughs> and then he, like beats this guy over the counter for a bit, and then I think as they're leaving, he's like, "What's that smell? Is that you or is that him?" Oh, that's that's him. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Agreed. We ready for grades? Let's do it. Um, I'm going to go first. I'll, I'll just give this a B-. minus. Um, so, like I said, it's it's like the second most entertaining of, of all of them, but I, I have a hard time forgiving some of the story choices and, and just kind of the, yeah. the general idea of, of the movie and kind of the main plot points. Um, I feel like if this was this basically the same story but it had kind of the the smaller set pieces of maybe something from the first three movies or even mm. like the fourth one yeah. if if it had kind of that level of set pieces and and not really going bonkers with it and it had this level of storytelling I'd probably give it something somewhere in like the D range yeah so I think sure. it's really a testament to the action scenes that I think this is the the action scenes and just like the way the movie shot, I think this is the most well done of all of them. Yeah, so far I would agree. Too. Yeah, for sure. Um, so B minus. Britain, what do you got? I'll do B plus. Yeah, I did a lot. Good, 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 fun ride. Yeah, I'm gonna do B. Um, which actually makes it the, my fourth favorite, um, behind the fifth, seventh, and first, which I think is about right. It it. It's it wants me to defy all grading, much like the last one. Um, but the last one, I think, has more, almost more ambition in mm. in sort of the story and and what it's trying to do and what it's trying to tell. Like in terms of um, obviously everything going on with Paul Walker, um, and that one just is a different beast, I think. Yeah, but 
uh, yeah, this one is also delightful and is definitely exactly what we were promised, which is funny because I, I guess we knew that we weren't going to get any, like, the real just critical successes <laughs> in terms of uh, I, I think I'm the only one who's given any of them in the A range. I gave the oh, I gave one the last an one A minus. I think I think you gave the last one. Did an you a. give it? Did, really? Okay, I think so. So, a couple of them, but like I can go grab the score sheet if I need to. Do I it and grab it this time. It'll be I'll, good podcasting. I'll, do I'll it. Quit being lazy. <laughs> it's fine. I'll be right back. Uh, but yeah, I think the. We, I'm surprised that we are very satisfied with the fact that none of oh, these have really Al- been... Alex isn't... We don't have to talk about the movie. Alex isn't here. We can just, <laughs> we can just talk about... Oh, is he back? He's back. Is he, is he, is he, is he, is he, yeah, so um, Citizen Kane. <laughs> yeah, totally, man. Uh, but no, I'm surprised that none of us have... Or we all seem to be pretty on board with the fact that we're not giving any of these movies A-pluses or anything. Sure. Um, I think we. I guess we had good expectation setting to begin with, but we're just like, yeah, these are exactly what we hope they would be, and it's yeah. probably the most any franchise has lived up to its promise uh, that I can Cer- remember doing. Certainly, this deep into it, yeah, yes, for sure, certainly, um, yeah. Just for the record, Britain has actually given the highest grade to one of these movies. He gave Furious yeah. Seven an A, yeah. and then you gave Fast Five an A minus. So. Well, who's the true fan? Alex. <gasps> After this movie, I know I gave it the lowest grade, but I had a good time. Sure. What's the highest you've given any of these? Um, probably Fast Five. I gave that a B plus. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the highest. That's good. So I guess yeah. this week it's the uh, it's the B spectrum. Yeah, half <laughs> half of the franchise has been in the A range and or not in the A range in the B range, and then half the franchise has been in the C range for me. Sure. So, I think that the, makes sense. The B spectrum is the episode of the D spectrum where I clone myself. <laughs> I was going to say the B spectrum is the follow up show where they recast us all, um, and it's the <laughs> it's the B spectrum senior year, um, and it's like we've all the D spectrum has graduated, but like we've also yeah like, yeah. Actually, we've all gone on to, like, bigger and better things. So, like, they recast with, like, some other random Disney Channel schmucks, you know. I was going to say, who would you all ca- – who, who, who gets cast in the B spectrum to play us? I think Adam Devine could be Alex. We've talked about this. Sure. <laughs> I like the idea of casting Adam Devine to play how, – how, how old is he? How old do we think? Is- it's probably like thirty. Yeah, that's what I'm like I like the idea that we're we're having well, a high Alex, school show about us, and then anyway, Adam Devine, um, age not Alex, feet. Oh, jeez. Oh, he's thirty six. Wow. Alex Prime has chimed in to say uh, that she is angry at me for giving it a B because she gives it a B plus. Um, Ooh. Because The Rock was a soccer dad. That was her best thing. And her worst thing was that we got a shirtless Vin Diesel, but not a shirtless Rock. So we're appealing to the. Well, I, th- I, th- I think they knew that uh, the audiences couldn't handle that. They would have to That's give it an probably R. true. <laughs> they could barely handle him uh, breaking off that table that was 
just kind of stuck to the prison wall. Just, <laughs> yeah. He just starts curling. Curling. <laughs> What's great is that somewhere Stephen Amell is on that, like, thing he uses, the, that climbing thing he yes. uses an arrow, and but he's the just hanging water. from it. Yeah, he's just hanging from it, pouting. How long is it going to take for Stephen Amell to show up in these? I don't know that he will. I want, I want Fast and Furious's Wayward Home for Lost Wrestling Boys. <laughs> 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 we got we got I mean we had Rousey, so we're in that general area. We we're getting John Cena. We had we're getting John Dwayne. Cena. Uh is we're, that... we're Stone Cold Steve Austin. We need him <laughs> to show up in one of these movies. Um if we're extending a little bit past oh wrestling, God. we need Randy Couture. We talked about Dave Batista. I mean we we need Dave Batista. So is this like Vin Diesel just rolling around in a wheelchair like <laughs> okay, get to class. <laughs> You know, you know, Letty, this is what I envisioned when I founded this mansion school. <laughs> I now want the the Logan version of this. I want it to be called Dom, and it's, and it's old man Dom, and he's, got, and he's got the rock in a wheelchair the whole time. <laughs> I need that. Uh, yeah. The... The long-term obvious take, w- way to take this plan tra- f- franchise, I can speak, is uh, is definitely for Dom to, like, warg and then die into a Transformer, correct? <laughs> um, yeah. You know, uh, I don't know if the Game of Thrones show gets into this. I know the books have it where, where like, you got there's a dude who, who turns into or, like, jumps into a wolf brain and then the dude dies or like as the dude's dying so that he become a wolf instead i i think we're going to the same place here where at the end <laughs> he's now he's like the iron giant maybe or something correct because he he did voice the iron giant i i think i knew that but i, I mean it wasn't works, really why i said it. <laughs> if he works into a tree <laughs> true I, I think I honestly think it ends with him becoming a car. That's what that I'm saying. Like, though, is that ultimately yeah, he I've needs gotta to just... have a uh, some sort of surgery, maybe in which <laughs> it, it really brings a whole new meaning to living his life one quarter of a mile at a time. <laughs> yeah. So I guess I would be played by I don't know Terry Bradshaw. Um... <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. And then Tyler, I'm thinking mm-hmm. Hayden Panettiere. Okay, wait, what are we? What are we casting this in? Are we? Is this still? The, I thought we were. For some reason, I was thinking this was part of the uh, Fast and Furious Wayward Home for Lost Wrestling Boys. So I was. Oh, okay. Terry Bradshaw is not a wrestler, but I was like, okay, is an athlete? Is that where we're going with this? That's true. Yeah, good point. I do like the wayward wrestling boy home. <laughs> this is my boy home. <laughs> Silly ideas. I know we've got uh, Hobbs and Shaw next week, but I am sad that we're not going to get another one of these. That's true. I didn't realize until just now, but yeah. Obviously, like... much bigger bigger problems going on, but we won't get to see Vin and crew until next year. And we were... In terms of movies getting held back, like I, I, I'm not going to go on anymore about how how upset I am about No Time to Die. 
Fast and Furious Nine is is the close second in terms yes. of like I I need that tomorrow. Yeah. Like release it. <laughs> and I will pay I will pay whatever amount of money you want to stream it. VOD. Yes. Just give it to me. And this was <laughs> like I think maybe the one time that we had tried to like really line up the, yeah. the episodes with yeah. an upcoming movie. So look at that turnout. Um sorry guys. <laughs> I think it might have been you our can't. fault. Um, <laughs> this is all just this is just nature's revenge against us. Yes. Um, but yeah, obviously much much sadder things and and more pressing things going on right now. But uh, I just wanted to take a moment to appreciate shawl. and uh, and uh, say say a uh, poor one out for for Vin and the boys. <laughs> now this franchise has gone way better than. I would have initially thought it had it would go, but then like yeah, I don't know. This has been a lot of fun, and I think yes. next week is going to be a lot of fun too. Yes, I'm very excited for the next one. Um, I was just looking up. It's David Leach. Yeah, from John Wick. Uh, yeah, who did John Wick and Atomic Blonde? He also did Deadpool two, which I kind of hated, but also like yeah. there's different things going on there. Um, yeah, I'm not ready to pull put all that on a director. Yeah. Uh, He's. F. Gary Gray has a fascinating filmography. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he made Friday, which is His... referenced at the end when uh, Tej is talking to, trying to, uh, Ramsey says something about, can you, do you know my last name? And he goes, it's going to be Parker. Ms. Parker. Hey, Ms. Parker. That's a reference to Friday. Neat. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. That was also a fun joke we didn't mention. Yeah, uh, that was good. Talking He's... about the lack of sexism for the most part of this movie. Yeah. The last three movies that he directed. All right, we got Straight Out of Compton, very, very good movie. Um, Fate of the Furious, obviously, and then Men in Black International. Ooh, yeah. He also I'm he so made. Sorry. Funny enough, he made A Man Apart, which is the movie that Vin Diesel was doing when he couldn't do one of the Fast and Furious movies early on. Hmm. He chose to do A Man Apart instead. Interesting. And of course, he made The Italian Job with Charlize Theron. Yeah. And Mark Wahlberg, who could also be in these movies. I don't need him to be, but he could be. Yeah, he can. He's got other stuff going on. He's fine. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, he's got Deepwater Horizon two. I don't know. <laughs> he would have to play a villain for me to be happy with that. You're, no, that is true. no. That's the only way I'll accept it. Yeah. Colombian drug lords. Does Mark Wahlberg play villains? I know we talked about Tom Cruise not playing many villains. Has Mark Wahlberg played any? Vanilla Sky. Um, <laughs> I mean, if you, I guess it depends on how you read uh, the fighter. <laughs> sure. Or Ted. I mean, in a way, yeah. he did put a curse on a bear. The other guys, I don't know. Oh, uh, the Departed. He's totally the bad guy in that, right? Spoilers. Uh, no, no, he's no, not, not really. <laughs> he's just Is a I, jerk. Not if you are. He's just Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> yeah. Is he not also a mole? Spoilers for the Departed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, spoilers? No, he's not. He's I don't, not. Okay. I don't think anybody's particularly concerned, given that the movie came out several t- twenty, fifty. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Some years, years ago. ago. Yeah. yeah. Weird. Yeah. Hey, speaking of movies that came out in two thousand six, I watched The Host by Bong Joon Ho the other day. Is that your recommendation for this week? It is. Sweet um, God. Yeah, it's super good. It is a monster movie, but it's Bong Joon-ho, which means it's also about class. Sure. <laughs> and unfairness. Like uh, math? 
Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, mo- the monster is his teacher who gives him too much homework. Uh, no, it's just, it's really good. The visual effects don't hold up super well. Um, but at the same time, everything is shot so well. It's so beautiful to look at mm-hmm. that it, it didn't really bother me. The plot works super well. You've got Kang Ho Song from Parasite as our lead. Um, doing a bay from that show since eight, isn't it? Um, I just really liked it a lot. But also Hulu has multiple Bong Joon-ho movies on it, including Parasite and Mother and Barking Dogs Never Bite. Those two I haven't seen. Um, so right now is a good time to catch up on your Bong Joon-ho. He's got a lot of his stuff streaming. I think Memories of Murder might be the only thing that isn't streaming right now, to my knowledge. Sure. Anyway, the host is super good. Go watch it. You can find us online at herecomethesequels.blogspot.com. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at HCTSequels. You can email us at herecomethesequels at gmail.com. Uh, you can look us up on iTunes and Spotify and SoundCloud now. Um, that's probably it. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, Alex, you want to recommend that Care Bears movie you watched? <laughs> Yeah, I, I watched a, Her- a Care Bears movie. It was called Prisoners. I waited the whole time for the Care Bears to show up, and they never did. They're exactly it. who we need right now. Like, Paul Dano's trapped in a shower, and I thought he was going to break down the wood paneling, and it would be revealed that he was a Care Bear all along. <laughs> that he was in care a lot? Yeah. Man, I got to see Prisoners. I, I just I just tried, just out of curiosity, I tried to find Memories of Murder on, a, on an app that I use that is usually quite reliable um, for checking where movies are streaming and TV shows and stuff. It's called Just Watch. It's a good app. You should check it out. We're not sponsored. Yeah, I've, I've gotten a bit addicted. But also, if you sponsor us and you, you can give us money, I mean, please get in touch with us. Uh, but I looked at Memories of Murder, and uh, this movie came out in 2003, Um and the app is telling me there is no streaming offer because it's still running in cinema, which I don't <laughs> think is correct. I've, I don't know about that one yet. <laughs> we'll double check that. But it's like the Fantastics. I'm going to guess it's not on anything. Yeah, there have been a few movies that I it just won't. Like, I've been looking up that Korean movie, The Wailing, which is on Amazon Prime hmm. and I haven't watched it yet. But it's just... Please do tell, because just like you said four words and I was immediately like, yes, I want more. <laughs> Explain. <laughs> it is it is a horror movie where okay a strange a stranger comes to a village and then suddenly a disease spreads and a bunch of people start dying. So maybe not the movie for right now. But it's oh it's I two see. And a half. So th- uh, I'm sorry, but this is this is wailing. W a i l a a i l. Yes. Okay. All right. Oh, did you think <laughs> like hunting whales? Yes, yes, I did. Oh, if and only. then you said horror well, movie. Well, I was really on board for this. What? I didn't t- what? What? Spoiler: the visitor, visitor who comes to town is a whale in a hat. <laughs> okay, but everyone's like, "Well, that's clearly not a whale. He's wearing a hat, even though he's eating all of his food by pushing it through his baling. Uh, it can't be a a whale. He's wearing a hat." Moby Dick Van Dyke. Uh, oh, that's good. <laughs> Yeah, um, what's the monstro is the whale in Pinocchio. For some reason, I kept wanting to call it Shermanator. <laughs> okay. Who <laughs> is from American Pie. Um, no, not. Yeah, monstro. Okay, my brain's not working. Uh, Bong Joon-ho's great. 
<laughs> Anything else, Correct. boys? I think we're all good. I've been Alex. <laughs> I've been Tyler. Hey, I've been Britain, and you're having a great night.